welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director. Pleased to welcome Jerry Woswick, Executive Director, PSBA, or the Pennsylvania School Bus Association. Jerry, welcome to your maiden voyage at NSTA, The Bus Stop. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. Yeah, really excited to uh, join. Had to listen in to a couple of... Uh, episodes ahead of time just to kind of get prepared. So I think I'm ready to handle your tough questions as always. Okay. Well, you know, that's what we're known for at NSTA, the bus stop, getting into the heart of matter. But you did have the good fortune of listening to, if you listen to the previous couple episodes, they were really good pod. Not that they all aren't good, but I thought they were very, very interesting guests that we've had recently at uh, NSTA, the bus stop. So, uh, Jerry, just to get started, can you tell listeners a little bit about your background and what led you to PSBA? Yeah, absolutely. So I am uh, a Pennsylvanian uh, for almost my entire life. Um, I uh, kind of led me here um, is uh, I graduated from a small state school, um, Lock Haven, that's up in north central Pennsylvania. And uh, after graduating, um, you know, I got my history degree. Wasn't really sure what I wanted to kind of do for uh, the rest of my career. Um, like most kids that get out of college with a degree. <laughs> uh, so I just went back to my grocery store. Um, I had been working there uh, since I was 14. And uh, one day my, um, my state representative uh, walks in and I had done some work with her through uh, Boy Scouts and then just some other community things um, with our church and everything. And she, she came to me and said, you know, Jerry, I don't know what, to, what you're doing here. You graduated, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what's next. And she said, okay, well, how about you come out to Harrisburg? You know, d- do you enjoy politics? And I said, yeah, I love politics. I got a degree in history. And she said, oh, okay, great. Well, uh, you know, uh, if you can be out here in about three weeks in Harrisburg, I think I've got a job for you. And that was what took me into what it, pretty much became my career. That was about 10 years ago. Uh, it was 11 years ago. Um, I moved out to Harrisburg. Um, I had uh, started off in a job where I sat around uh, calling people, asking for money all day, every day, uh, which was, um, I'll say transformative, I think is a good way of putting it. <laughs> uh, and uh, gradually worked my way up. I ended up running um, a finance uh, department for a statewide political organization. Um, uh, gradually, um, I got a job, and this was the only time I left Pennsylvania for work. Moved down to Annapolis, working for Governor Larry Hogan, uh, which was uh, pretty cool. Came back, uh, started my own company, um, doing political consulting uh, for campaigns. Um, bounced around, took on a bunch of different clients. Uh, eventually became the executive director over at the Republican Party of Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, then actually was working for a national consulting firm, uh, working with candidates all across the country. It was All of it was a lot of fun, um, you know, very interesting, got to meet a lot of, you know, cool people, do a lot of cool, fun stuff. Uh, but I kind of hit this point where, um, you know, as I mentioned, I'm a Pennsylvanian. Uh, all I really want to do is uh, be involved in Pennsylvania uh, stuff. And I had actually been doing a lot of uh, work through with a number of campaigns, working with trade associations uh, and kind of seeing them from afar. And it seemed like something that I was very interested in. 
Um, and I was having a good time with it. And uh, just based off of my work with them, I ultimately made the decision, you know, I'm, I'm done with uh, working in campaigns, didn't really want to uh, be as involved in them and uh, interviewing for just uh, trade associations. And this opportunity with something School Bus Association came up. Um, fortunately, I had uh, known a couple of members um, from uh, previous work in campaigns and had an opportunity, applied, sat down with leadership, and I just really felt like it was a great fit. And that's been almost, it'll be, it was five months to the day last week, actually, last Tuesday, that I came on for my first day with the uh, School Bus Association and been enjoying it ever since. Yeah, uh, sounds like you have, you know, an, a unique, uh, but not, not that all that unique, a, a path of finally getting um, you into, you know, the school bus realm. Um, I'm going to rivet back to your educational background. And as a history major, do you, are you, you a follower of presidential politics or is there an era um, in U.S.? history that you follow or or is there you know preference that you have yeah so um history it's what has always been for me it's civil war primarily i love learning about civil war one my my father was a reenactor so i think i was six weeks old the first time i ever went to gettysburg my my mom still wanted to tell my dad about that so uh a lot of civil war era stuff Pennsylvania was wrought with history with that, uh, and especially into Reconstruction. So that was always my main focus, especially through college, that um, I, I just found fascinating. So is it safe to say that uh, in terms of following U.S. president, that Lincoln is high up on your uh, list of, of presidents? <laughs> Lincoln is high up there. Uh, another one that, and this is one that people will constantly uh, they'll, they'll I'll, I get laughed at for, but uh, Gerald Ford um, was a president that I admired, and let me explain that one. Uh, one. No, you're going to have to. Which is something. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> one, he was an Eagle Scout. Uh, two, there was a trait there that I find it admirable. Gerald Ford never wanted to be president. He never wanted to uh, be thrust into the spotlight like that. But when uh, it was time to take it to lead the country, he was he didn't have much of a choice. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of a good a good a good trait that people should have. You know, sometimes you don't want to have to do something, um, get thrust into that position. Um, now, hey, Gerald Ford was by no means a good president, um, but uh, I think that it, it was also one of those situations where being a kid, being with uh, an unusual name like Gerald, uh, and then saying, "Oh, gotcha. there's a president named after me." <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, now, do you know what Alec Petrillo and Gerald Ford have in common? I do not. They both played center in college. Well, I mean, is that where we want to get started with similarities between <laughs> Alec Petrillo and Gerald Ford? I, I think that's just the start of things. You know, we could yeah. name a, uh, take yeah. off a number of the different other attributes that that both have. But we'll start. We'll start with that. Yeah. One played in the Big Ten and the other played in the PSAC. I think that's what it was called. Is that right, Alec? PSAC? That is the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. Correct. Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. We digress. But, Jerry, you know, you now serve as executive director of PSBA. 
you know, can you tell the listeners a little about a little bit about your role, you know, what you uh, do on a daily basis? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, it, you know, one of the things that I think I like so much about uh, working with PSBA, especially so far, every day is a little different. Um, and I, it's always a learning experience for me. Um, you know, this is, I don't have a background in a uh, school bus. I've done a lot of work in transportation, but it's always a little bit uh, different for me um, and learning something new uh, from contractors um, and from people all across the state. Everyone has a good history, which is, once again, we're going back to the history and uh, angle that I love to always feed off of. Uh, so I would say, you know, typically a, a normal day is uh, checking in on legislation that we've got coming across um, our plate. Obviously, Pennsylvania is a bit of a mess right now um, in terms of legislation, and I'm sure we'll probably get into that a little bit later. Um, uh, talking with members to kind of see what regulatory issues they might be facing uh, then as well. Uh, keeping up with different kinds of um, vendors that we could kind of bring into the fold, more opportunities to kind of expand our reach, and then kind of just to assess what our strategic plan is, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis. How can we kind of advance our strategic plan? How can we advance our legislative initiatives? How can we grow the PSBA? Um, what are new opportunities to kind of be uh, meeting with people, um, bringing in new members, making more awareness? Uh, so it, it, you know, it's a lot of talking and, uh, fortunately it's something that I've really enjoyed doing so far. Yeah. And it would seem to me, Pennsylvania is a, a critical state to have, you know, representation because if I'm not mistaken, you guys, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is the most heavily contracted in, in the country. Is that right? That, that's correct. So, um, approximately 85% um, uh, of uh, students are transported uh, by contractors in Pennsylvania. So this is that's the majority uh, that we have. Um, so we've got a very robust association that is very active, a lot of great volunteers. And uh, interestingly enough, um, uh, a lot of education for legislators comes into that then uh, into the mix with that also. Because um, most ed- legislators and most people in regulatory, um, they, they aren't aware of that information. So right. uh, it's kind of something that we're working on every day. Yeah, it's important to educate the, the stakeholders as well as the policymakers, you know, continually. And we, we found us, ourselves doing that at NSTA with respect to the electric school bus, you know, evolution. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's vital, <laughs> vitally important that you continue to do that and educate. Uh, whoever you need to educate at the, you know, specific time. Now, um, speaking of engagement, you all hosted your annual um, convention in State College recently. Um, can you give the listeners a few highlights of the event? <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was something else. Uh, I've been involved in uh, a bunch of conventions, you know, uh, committee meetings uh, in the past, but uh, this was this was a different beast uh, for sure. And uh, it was it was a ton of fun. Um, you know, we, we always are our, our convention um, because it all took place up at State College. Um, we had the convention itself was where things really, really kicked off and where uh, it was super interesting. The convention uh, Sunday night, you know, everyone coming to town. It's cool to see all these contractors that 
haven't seen each other for a bit and getting together to, you know, catch up about a number of issues that they've been kind of seeing. Uh, everyone's friends with that. Um, we had a, one, one of the really cool things that I, I was so appreciative of, um, our keynote on um, Monday morning was uh, a retired major general uh, by the name of John Gronsky. Um, and he uh, spoke for about 45 minutes um, talking about the different principles of leadership, um, had the different uh, ways to effectively uh, lead and guide people in personal and uh, work life. And, you know, he talked about a number of people that he had worked with in the military. And uh, it was it was really everyone that was there, uh, I can certainly say, walked away uh, with some great lessons. Um, And I couldn't be more appreciative of having him as our keynote speaker. It, It really set the tone for the entire weekend. But, um, you know, another thing that I really thought was great is, you know, we, we try to make a big focus on um, making sure that vendors get a lot of time with our contract members. Um, and it's something that I really enjoyed then, too, um, because seeing the different kinds of uh, opportunities that um, the different vendors and the different uh, items that they kind of have and that can increase safety, um, enhance transportation. And we really made sure that we had a very big focus that, uh, that the membership will actually talk with our vendors and, you know, seeing them and working with them. And I really think that that went off extremely well. Um, and that was one of the things, in addition, of course, to, you know, some of our great uh, service projects like Build-A-Bear, um, which we uh, are uh, donating to uh, needed kids throughout Pennsylvania. So, uh, yeah, all together, really had a, uh, a great time start center. Well, that's great. Um, the question for you, Jerry, in, in terms of your, you know, your background, I know that uh, PSBA has had significant advocacy efforts in the past. What are some of the things that the association is tackle, tackling currently um, within the context of the, uh, let's say, the uh, PA legislature and maybe on the regulatory front? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I I won't get into kind of um, uh, I, I don't want to get too much into some of the other issues that I'm sure other people are kind of facing throughout uh, the country. I mean, obviously, the driver shortage, we are uh, no. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, driver shortages are something that we also are facing here in PA. Um, and we have passed, worked on um, a House resolution um, that we completed that is focused on that. But some of the other stuff um, get a little bit more granular. Of course, I know at the national level, um, working on illegal passing, um, that's something that we're also working on here in PA. Um, our big focus is uh, stop arm camera uh, legislation. Um, we have been working with um, a uh, two state rep- representatives out of the Lehigh Valley, uh, Representative uh, Mike Slothberg and Representative uh, Zach Mako. Um, they had a bipartisan legislation that passed through the House uh, currently. Um, in the Senate. Actually, yeah, it's, I believe it's made it over its way to the Senate. Um, so obviously that is something that we've been working on, uh, very closely, uh, in terms of, uh, safety, uh, legislation. Uh, another thing that we've been really, uh, keeping an eye on on the regulatory front is, uh, COP. Um, the, uh, heavy diesel, uh, emissions and keeping in, 
um, uh, keeping up with the California Air Regulatory Board um, uh, in making sure that we are uh, that the emissions are kept on par with that. Um, we've been trying to get legislation passed to uh, eliminate that uh, regulation. Um, we have been unsuccessful. However, we did get a waiver extended um, until January of 2026. Uh, so that's ongoing efforts there. Uh, some of the other issues that were uh, that we have actually started to really undertake is, and we're really focused on now, is funding. Um, uh, Pennsylvania's funding. Uh, for all education has been declared unconstitutional. Um, so they are throwing out the current funding formula and uh, we are working with our legislature to uh, ensure that the, the proper uh, formula is put in place. Uh, we've developed a task force. It's one of our, I think we're at 14 committees, subcommittees and task forces uh, that we have with PSBA. Um, so we have a, uh, a, a committee that is focused on that. Um, and then we also work really closely with uh, labor and industry. Um, uh, the uh, current uh, administration uh, with gov under Governor Shapiro has been very helpful. Um, so we work closely with labor and industry on unemployment uh, reform, making a smoother process there. We work very closely with Department of Education and uh, PennDOT as well, uh, our Department of Transportation. So. Yeah, this is kind of like a such a big overview of uh, some of the big stuff that we're working on, but you know, it's a little bit more specific to Pennsylvania. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, folks around the country can, you know, obviously borrow from you know some of the initiatives that that you all are working on. Um, now, quick question for you, Jerry. Uh, you mentioned Gerald Ford, but if I said to you, you can invite anyone you want to dinner, dead or alive, um, you, you know, and their spouse, you know, who, who would that be? With, with the exception of Gerald Ford, since we, we went through that already. Um, so uh, I will, uh, I, I'm probably going to have to base it off of a, a recency bias here um, because, and I'll keep athletes out of uh, this conversation right now. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> um, because if it's going to be athletes, uh, then uh, that's going to be a much more difficult conversation. It's probably going to be John LeClaire with the Philadelphia Flyers, but that's beside the point. Uh, no, uh, no, actually, I just finished reading a book um, uh, about a uh, – he was a colonel in uh, the um, Union Army. His name was Dan Sickles. Um, he was uh, – <laughs> He was involved in a number of scandals, and he was very wealthy, a diplomat, um, you know, just a fascinating man. He actually uh, was the first person to successfully um, uh, use the plea of temporary insanity uh, after he um, murdered his wife. Um, fascinating individual, uh, just with an incredible background, um, and uh, I've, I've been kind of obsessed with him. Uh, lately, just learning more and more about him. Uh, the book was called American Scoundrel. Uh, so that's where I'm probably at. In yeah, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, although I I have to question your your sports guest of honor uh, with John Leclaire. Uh, I mean, I would opt more for a Babe Ruth 
or a Lou Gehrig, um, probably, uh, maybe a Wilk Chamberlain, somebody like that. But uh, John LeClaire, okay, that is interesting. Um, now, I, to answer think, that question for I, our producer, Alec Petrillo, it would be William Tecumseh Sherman. Is that right, Alec? That is correct. Uh, a fascinating historical figure. See, how, how well do you know your um, producer? And, you know, I think I just passed that test, so... There you go. But I interrupted you, Jerry. You were going to say. No, no, I was going to. Well, I mean, hey, I mean, William Tecumseh Sherman, uh, Sherman's March to the Sea. And uh, what was that? The first instance of, uh, I guess, like total war. Um, interesting guy. Uh, probably wouldn't have said that. And unfortunately, when it comes to uh, the athletes, uh, you're talking to a person that's been uh, unfortunately grown up as a Philadelphia sports fan through and through. Um, so. Uh, if I were to also have that dinner with John LeClaire, I would also tell him how much I can't stand the Flyers, but I still watch every game. So <laughs> that's the way I learn. <laughs> all right. All good. Appreciate, uh, you know, you giving us a little time here, Jerry. Uh, where can our listeners find out more about the Pennsylvania School Bus Association? Yeah, absolutely. So um, fastest, easiest way, obviously, um, is our website. Uh, paschoolbus.org. Um, uh, that's obviously the easiest, fastest way to uh, learn more about our organization, learn about some of the stuff that we're working on, advocacy efforts, etc. Um, but of course, you know, I always welcome uh, you know people reaching out directly. I uh, can find me at uh, Jerry at paschoolbus.org. That's Jerry with a G. Jerry with a G, Woeswick, Executive Director, <laughs> Pennsylvania School Bus Association. Jerry, thanks for being a good sport, uh, answering some of our personal questions with you. But uh, more importantly, thanks for jumping on NSTA, the bus stop, and giving us a little insight about the Pennsylvania School Bus Association. Absolutely. Thank you, Kurt. Really appreciate the time.